0: Are you ready to take control of your wealth and design the life you envision for yourself and your family? Welcome to Wealth of Insight with Austin Wittenberg from Wittenberg Wealth Partners. Austin guides you through the entire planning process to help you build a plan that seeks to protect your financial future. He empowers you with creative investment opportunities and planning ideas to help you understand and achieve your long-term goals. It's time to gain confidence in your financial future. Now, onto the show.
1: Welcome back to the Wealth of Insight podcast. I'm your host Austin Wittenberg with Wendy McConnell again today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Wendy's fun a little under the weather so we won't make her participate too much, but she had a question for me before we hopped on here recording and it actually ties into what we're talking about today. Um, so I thought maybe we would start Wendy with your question there and then we'll get into well this inflation and taxes issue yeah. which is I know is everybody's favorite. So
2: Right. You mentioned that you were going to be talking about inflation and taxes. And I wondered, now that inflation has gone down every month for, I don't know, a lot of months, uh, but we still feel like we can't afford anything, that our groceries are still high and everything is outrageously priced. So what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, that is a fantastic question that everybody really is wondering. And there's just part of that, I think, is a little bit of a misconception That people have because the news continues to tell you that inflation is coming down, right? What they're really saying is that the rate of inflation is coming down. So there's, but inflation is still positive, right? So you're still hearing inflation is up or prices are still increasing. They're just increasing at a slower rate than they previously were. So, but they're not going backwards, right? So there's, Disinflation and deflation are sort of the things that people talk about. What we're not seeing is prices go backwards. We're just not seeing them increase as quickly. So again, the the media or you're hearing in the news or whatever, people are saying inflation's coming down. That just means last year prices were going up, you know, seven, eight, nine percent. This year prices are going up three, four, five percent. So prices are still increasing. They're just not increasing as much as. They did last year, but again, they're not going backwards and it's really, really uncommon for the prices of things to get cheaper, you know, for the, for that inflation to go negative, let's say, right. And prices come back down. So things are still getting more expensive. They're just not, you know, last year we saw such a huge jump and nobody's earnings, hardly anybody's earnings kept pace with that huge jump. So we've had that huge jump that set the new floor and now we're just getting little increases, but again, it's still going up. It's not going backwards. Hmm. Does that okay. answer your question?
2: I kind know of a little bit. Um, I mean, I know that they typically don't go back down, but sometimes they do like in the case of eggs, eggs yeah. were up to seven 99 for an 18 pack, but now they're back down to what they should have been, which is about two fifty.
1: Right. So, and eggs is actually, we're seeing it, we saw it with eggs and we've seen it with chicken. There's actually now eggs, the egg producers of the world, whatever organization that is, got in (laughs) trouble for price fixing. They, all the egg producers sort of colluded together and said, we're going to keep the prices of eggs artificially high. And now they're all getting sued and it's turned into a mess. So eggs is an, an interesting example. And we're seeing the same thing. I think it's now with chicken, that the chicken growers of the world gotten are now in trouble for artificially inflating prices trying to take advantage of
2: the situation yeah the
1: situation so those are two interesting examples but yes yeah, so if you compare eggs excluding the
2: there was those, a burp when it got
1: or crazy or yes. right eggs went from let's I, and i'm making these numbers up but just to illustrate the point right they went from two dollars to two dollars and 50 cents in one year which is a big jump but rather than and then they went to $8 like you're saying and came back down to that 250 but instead of going back down from 250 to $2 they're going to go they go from 250 to 260 right something like that so a smaller jump but it's still up
2: which makes you feel like you're saving because it was $8 right
1: exactly yeah so you feel good about it but it's still higher and again what we haven't seen is wages We have seen good wage growth, and we talked about that in some of the previous episodes, as it relates to the income brackets, or you know, being in the top ten percent, or but across the board, incomes are up, just not up as much, and prices have because they took such a huge jump last year, and now they're still growing, just haven't been able to catch up, and barring some sort of real major economic crisis, you know, they're probably not going back. But you know, another big thing from inflation is the oil prices and oil has come way down. Gas prices are way down. So it's always sort of a moving target. But in general, you hear on the news, inflation's coming down. That does not mean that prices are coming down. That means that prices are growing slower than they did last year, but still growing.
2: Got it. So, Thank you.
1: So that's the negative side of inflation. I wanted to talk about maybe a silver lining Of inflation today. And that comes in the form of a tax discussion. The IRS has released all the new tax brackets for 2024. And good news for a lot of people is that in general, more of your income will be taxed at lower rates in 2024 than it was in 2023 and before. So why does that happen? Similar to the price of eggs or the things we were just talking about, Inside of the tax code, there are rules and guidelines they follow to prevent inflation from increasing your taxes. So when inflation spikes really high, the brackets that are used to calculate your taxes increase commensurate with, it's not, it's not exactly the same number, but they increase about the same as as what the inflation numbers are to try to keep your tax situation about the same as it was. Last year, right? So we're seeing with those tax brackets, we're seeing a jump of 5.4% higher this year than they were last year. And the standard deduction, which we'll explain a little bit in a second, is also up that 5.4%. So it's the second highest jump we've had in these brackets, in the, you know, where they're calculating your taxes that we've had in 30 years, second only to what we saw last year. As we just talked about, last year was crazy inflation you know, in 2022, 2023. So that jump was the highest at 7.1. The brackets are now um, reset at, at, you know, I've jumped up another 5.4% as has a standard deduction. So just as a reminder, the standard deduction is the deduction that everybody gets to take just right off the top of your taxes, sort of a free tax deduction, let's say, unless you are itemizing your taxes. So as a tax filer, you have two options. One, you can just take the IRS says here, everybody can take this amount if they want. Or if you itemize and your itemized deductions go higher than the standard deduction, you can then itemize. So you sort of compare those two. So the standard deduction for just an ind- a single tax filer individual is now 14600 up last year from 13850 And if you're filing jointly, then it's twenty-nine thousand two hundred up from twenty-seven thousand seven hundred.
2: That is so good. Again,
1: yeah. So you make a hundred thousand dollars, it's just used as a, as an example, nice round number. You make a hundred thousand dollars right off the top. You just get to deduct if you're a single filer, fourteen thousand six hundred, or if you're a couple married filing jointly, twenty-nine thousand two hundred. So a close to thirty thousand dollar deduction right off the top of your income which helps for taxes. So, that's one, you know, again, the silver lining here is you're getting a bigger deduction than we have in the past because that is indexed to inflation. And and the tax brackets bump up, so again, you've got to make that much more money to get into those higher tax brackets, so less more of your income is taxed at those lower rates than it had been in the past. So, there's a few other rates that have taken a bump, capital gains, they calculate your capital gains tax rates differently than just your income because capital gains are taxed at different rates. Again, just a quick reminder, capital gains happen primarily from investments that you own. If you bought a stock and then it grew, it it gained money, and then you sold it, there's a gain in there, and a portion of that is taxed. So there is a way to qualify for a 0% capital gain, tax bucket. Now, if your income is below 47,000 as an individual or 94,000 as a couple, then you can recognize capital gains and pay zero taxes. But you got to be a little bit careful there because it's somewhat of a circular equation because there may be some of those capital gains that stack onto your income. So you want to be careful. You can't just wholesale sell everything in there. But again, a better opportunity here to pay 0% taxes on your capital gains. So we're starting to see, you know, some of these good things to help, help people out tax-wise. One of the other things that's changed is the estate tax and gifting rules increased. So you can now shelter $13.61 million from the estate tax up from 12.92. So, you know, Back to our previous episodes about the 1%. That's really something that only applies to them, right? Most Thank people. Thank goodness
2: they did that because yeah, I was really sweating it.
1: <laughs> you were going to be bumping right up against that 12.9 million. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that is something that now that that number does decrease in a couple of years in 2026 back down to 7 million as part of the tax cuts and jobs acts that was put in place and had some sunsetting. So if you are of high net worth, you know, you, you fit into that one percenter category. There are definitely some moves that you can and should be making to take advantage of those levels. And then the, so as part of that, so, and again, just a quick reminder here, estate tax, if you have more than that 13.61 million and you die, there is a 40% tax that gets levied on anything above that number. So you want, you know, it, it is a really, big tax that hits people if they're not doing the proper planning and they also increase the annual gifting limit which is you can give anybody in the world and we're hoping that people sign us up for this right wendy anybody in the world can give you now eighteen thousand without having to pay any taxes or even tell anybody about it Austin. so yeah so how
2: much do you want to gift me
1: well i see now i can only give you 18 without having to tell the irs about it so we've got it okay. you know that's well, the cap there that's up now, 18 up from 17,000 last year doesn't count towards that 13.6 million. So, again, those are planning tools that we use for clients that are in that high net worth category to make sense. And again, if you know, those numbers are all going to go backwards in a couple of years. So, just a reminder if you are in that category, you want to make sure you're getting good advice and taking advantage of whatever you can. In that category. The last piece of good news here, of good news, I I should say, is your 401k and IRA contribution maximum limits have also increased. So a 401k in 2023 was 22,500, was the max you could put in. That's now going up to 23,000. And with an IRA, it was 6,500. It's now going to 7,000. So for savers out there, make sure you're updating all of your you know, defer salary deferral through your work, or as you're making your IRA contributions, you can now put more away. And again, that's good from a tax perspective. It gives you a tax deduction today, and it also helps you save for the future, right? So a lot of opportunities here in 2024 to be taking advantage of these new tax laws, just to make sure you're minimizing that tax burden as much as possible. Not everything gets a bump though. So there are a few other things to to talk about. First is what's called the net investment income tax, which is a tax an additional tax on investments. We talked about capital gains earlier. You know, there is also what's called the net investment income tax that kicks in as an additional tax on your investments for individuals that number staying at 200,000 and for couples 250,000 of income. So if you're above that 250,000, there's some additional taxes that you pay on your investments and that number didn't increase, so more people now because we have seen wages start to tick up in the last few years because of the inflation we're talking about. More people may start to run into that number now. You still got to still got to make two hundred and fifty thousand. So you're still make you still got to make a pretty healthy income to qualify. But again, that may be something that more people start to bump up against since that doesn't get indexed for inflation, and it's been at that number now for several years. So if you add up, you know, four or five years of income growth you may not have been close to that previously but you may be starting to bump up against that now and the other thing that i think has a really big impact for a lot of people is you can currently still only deduct $10,000 worth of state and local taxes so that primarily impacts income and your in-state income tax and your property taxes you use you know right now that number that you can use for a deduction is just $10,000 and that makes a really big difference especially on the property tax side of things. People have seen the real estate that they own, especially their primary residence has really skyrocketed over the last few years. You know, we've talked about that on several episodes now just housing and and how that works and property taxes go up if the value of your property goes up, but this deduction rule has is still capped at the 10,000. So even though people's property taxes may be up a few thousand dollars over the last few years, they're still capped at that $10,000 limit. You know, it doesn't have a huge impact for let's say people in Salt Lake city, you know, our property taxes aren't quite as high. But If you live in California, New York, some of the bigger cities where property taxes or States where there's no income, no state income tax. So they collect a lot of that revenue through property taxes, those have really jumped. But again, the deduction limit has has stayed just at that 10,000. So there's still a few things that you're bumping up against. But overall, in, in general, we should, we should see most people pay less taxes on a larger portion of their income.
2: I think another thing that um, that particular 10,000 has hit is people who own more than one home. I live in a resort area and a lot of people have you know, weekend homes, summer homes, what have you. And that's really kind of messed them up as well.
1: Yeah. Yep. If you own multiple properties, you're just paying that much more in property tax, right? Because of those and that limit has stayed the same for the past several years. Yeah. So everybody, you know, I think the statistics show, maybe don't quote me on this, but I think in general, it feels like real estate's up somewhere 20 to 30%. Obviously that depends on where you live, right? Um, So your property taxes are up, that much or, you know, about that much, but the deduction limit has stayed the same. Now, you know, those two limits are targeted more at high net worth people as well. So some pros and cons there, but just, you know, something to be aware of that those limits aren't changing. So there are things, you know, you want to be making, you want to make sure as you're preparing for taxes and doing some planning, you keep those two things in, you know, in mind as things that you know, we still need to try to to stay with under those limits if you can. It can make a big difference, you know, depending on on the tax situation. So, like I said, in general, we see that most people, um, you know, are going to be helped by more of their income being taxed at lower rates. The silver lining here of the inflation let's just make sure eggs stay back at 250 instead of getting back to eight and oil, you know, and gas prices continue to stay as low as they are now. They've come down, you know, so if, combine those two things with. These little bit, little bit of bump in tax rates, you know, hopefully in 2024, people have more money in their pockets than in previous years. So if you want to take a look at your tax situation, figure out where you stand, that's something with the help of your CPA and us, we can help you get a real handle on your tax situation and how all these changes will impact you. So if you have any questions or you'd like to learn more please check out our website at wittenbergwealth.com or you can text me at 801-839-7056. Please remember to subscribe to the Wealth of Insight podcast and share with your friends and family. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth of Insight podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Stratos Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor. Stratos Wealth Partners and Wittenberg Wealth Partners are separate entities from LPL Financial. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wittenberg Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.